Welcome to the Heart of the Matter podcast, where we talk about scripture, theology, and anything relating to God in a loving conversation. And where we try to get to the heart of the matter. Welcome to another edition of Heart of the Matter podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hellman. Uh, we greet you in the name of the Lord and just want to thank you guys for listening. We appreciate those who have continued to listen. Any newcomers, we appreciate you guys as well. Um, you know, if you've come in from TikTok or just a friend's reference, you know, that's great. Um, if you are blessed by this podcast, we, uh, again, just ask that you continue to share this. Um, we really do think that God wants to bless people through this and has words for people through this. Um, you know, we pray before every session. We, um, you know, so just, we, we just want to always want to share our appreciation for those who are listening. Um, this is a big time out of our week to do this kind of stuff. And, um, you know, it, I'm not sitting here lamenting about the work that we do. Like we really enjoy it. We get to have a good time of fellowship, but we just want to say thank you guys for whoever is listening. Our viewership has uh, increased a little bit here. We are still at the beginning stages of this, so we do appreciate that. Um, again, hit the like and share buttons. Um, so for those of you who are just joining us in this episode, we're talking about identity. Um, again, moving through um, of, that we're friends in Christ. Um, I know last week we got a little bit uh, bounced off the walls, but, um, you know, happens in a freeform discussion. Um, and so uh, with that, you know, t- with me today is John Vandaloo. Hey, what's going on? How are you doing? Good. Good. I was going to say too, you know, just adding on that, do we have the review option? Can people leave reviews on the Facebook platform? Yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> cause we, yeah, so I think it's, I think it's on there, right? Well, so I was just gonna say, I don't know. It'd be cool if you enjoyed this podcast, just go leave a little re- a review or, you know, Mm-hmm. Whatever your thoughts are, it'd be cool to see who like listens to us and, you know, we could, you know, maybe even follow you or engage with you guys on, on social media. Um, you know, if you like it, if you want to, I'm not here to twist your arm or nothing, yeah. but uh, it, it, it would just be cool. I just, it's just, you know, it's unique to see who follows you, who listens to you and uh, what you guys think of it. So if you had anything to, that you'd, you know, you'd like to share, it'd be cool to see, uh, uh, a really awesome review from you guys. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it like that, but I, I was just really just thinking about, it. I was like, I'm curious who actually does listen to our podcast, who our audience actually is right now. So, you know, if you want to connect with us on Facebook, cool, but it, there is a reviews option. So if you want to give us a shout out there, that'd be really cool. I do <laughs> see that in our analytics, we've had like at least a one view from like, I think at least six different countries, UK, Philippines, Spain, um, so the shout out to all those people who are listening in yeah. different countries, you know, international. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. crazy. Um, so when we started this <laughs> operation off, worldwide, probably <laughs> averaged about three to four as an estimated audience. Um, I think our episodes are getting above 10 and right now our estimated audience is up to about 15 people. So it doesn't seem like a lot of growth, but this is the beginning of it, you know, and we, like I said, we appreciate you guys. So we just want to give a shout out to you, the viewers. Like John said, we have a Facebook page, Heart of the Matter Radio. Um, we, we don't just want to engage with you people. We want to pray with you. We want to, you know, if you guys have some deliverance you need, and I know we always say this, but we want to continue to invite you guys to write prayers down. Um, we want to join in prayer with you guys, our brothers and sisters, you know, we want to have that there. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I guess like a dream, you know, obviously would be to like create, you know, just create an online community because the pandemic has pushed a lot of things online. Unfortunately, I still love attending church, you know, in person and, you know, like home church stuff and, you know, just staying connected with other believers. But, you know, having like online community is really, is really cool too, because, you know, it's so easy to get lost online. You know, you could just get really distracted. You get, you could go really deep uh, with all these different things. And there's so much, you know, there's so much that you can get off to. But, you know, like, like for me, like the Isaiah Saldivar community on YouTube, I, I, I'm like, I feel connected with that, even though I don't watch too much of his live stuff, which eventually I know we're going to get into live streaming too. Um, <clears throat> but when you're actually in the same, it feels like you're there, you know, it just feels like you're part of the group, you know, you, um, it's like an online church, you know, yeah. nothing, nothing takes away from the physical in person, you know, laying on of hands and, you know, joining up in a circle to pray with each other. But, you know, it's nice to have an online community of people too. 
is weird sometimes how you get that that kind of connection from uh, you know social media and stuff. Like it, it happens with anybody who regularly watches someone online that they like. You know that's why so many people want to watch movies with certain people or watch people comment on things. They literally are like, oh, that's my friend. You know, we have this weird association with people. Yeah. You know, it's it, it is really kind of like a I know we've talked about how like in culture now we have that fake real connection because it, it can be real. Like, yeah, it, it can legitimately can, can be real. It depends on deliverances. Over it depends how you want to engage internet. with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It depends how you want to go about it. I mean, like when I was not really walking with the Lord so much, I was really involved. I really liked Gary V Gary Vaynerchuk's content. He's a, he curses like a sailor, you know, so I'm not going to send, send you out to listen to him, but, but he is a huge you know, marketing guy like he he's just very sincere and down to earth he just swears a lot he has no filter you know but he just he 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 talks about how he just he always engages with people online like he's one of those few people that would leave comments like to all people you know and you actually talk with people like actually talks with people that like follow you on your page like actually engage with people engage with your communities so you know but you know speaking of people that follow you too um, I just found out that, you know, uh, Vladimir Savchuk, yeah. yeah, Vlad Savchuk follows me on TikTok now and Mike Signorelli. Oh, does Mike? Yeah. yeah and he's cool. been popping up on my, like, he's like liking a lot of my videos and mm-hmm. I was like, cool, he's watching my content. So, um, for those of you who don't know, these are guys that John and some of us have actually looked up to as we've started to dive into deliverance ministry or teachings and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I'm sure if you know about deliverance ministry isaiah is probably one of the prominent guys or yeah yeah, vlad savage i mean vlad i mean he's hungry gen hungry Mm -hmm. generation i mean that's a huge social media like i gotta say vlad and i think mike are like my favorite two of the group i like all four of them yeah really good but i don't (laughs) vlad he just has this way about him The, the first time i watched him i was like who's that guy but like vlad actually i feel I don't know. He's just got that peaceful spirit about him, you know? Yeah. Like you just feel, and, and the same with Mike, like they're just very like loving, peaceful people that you can feel right off the video. Which, so I think Mike and that, yeah, Mike Signorelli, I believe he's, I think he's like the lead pastor at, I think it's V1 Church in New York. Mm-hmm. I think he's yeah, got like two think, or three locations. Yeah. I think he's got like two or three locations maybe. I'm not sure. But yeah, he connected in New York City there. Pagani is Queens or like a, yeah, around that area or Bronx. Yeah, a couple you know, of he's them in I that know area. In New York. Isaiah's head church is like in California. Yeah, well, his is online now, is. but he's Vlad's in Washington. in Washington. I believe in Washington. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. He's in yep, the Seattle yep. area. Yeah, I yep. think. I think. No, that's correct. I think I remember listening to. Or I've never say, looked up. I've never looked Seattle, up his address, yeah. but I know he's Pacific Northwest up there. Yeah. <clears throat> but, but uh so that's just a little bit of background so but it's cool you know cool it's cool because i've been following for so long so when you see the follow back it's just cool you know it's cool that'd be you, like if c.s lewis started following like me like, <laughs> yeah <he's dead>. so, <laughs> but it's just to give it like perspective it's like kind of you know not that we're francis francis, francis chan follows me on yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah, yeah just awesome throw whatever yeah, name you know yeah. he likes my content that's cool that yeah. would be i mean it's just exciting because i I mean, me and Dennis were having a conversation about this the other day. You know, it's like, I honestly, you know, yeah, it's really easy to get caught up in like the audience. Mm-hmm. You know, I want more audience. I want more audience. Um, but, you know, our, our overall goal is to get the message of Jesus Christ out. The ministry of Jesus, the message of Jesus, the heart of the matter of the biblical principles, mm-hmm. beliefs, things that the Bible talks on, teaches on specific to this, you know, what this podcast is. And what our ministry here is, um, but having a wider audience opens up the door, you know, yeah. it just opens up the door for more ears to hear. And yeah. I know that that's what Jesus is after, but, um, you the know, message out. that's the important thing, right? That's why we're <clears throat> doing this is because, yeah, it's great to, to have more followers, but if we can reach one person with the gospel and save them, then this podcast has done its job. Obviously we want more than that, but like, yeah, for real. We're going to let God work in his time and his spirit. But uh, if one person gets edified, like yeah. that's 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 perfectly fine for me. What, I enjoy this? doing this. I love I'd love sitting in this room with the with us. I know Mark's not here today, yeah. um, but, 
you know, I, I love getting together. It's, it's fun. You know, it's just edifying. It's yeah. edifying. You know, we, we sit here and doink around for a couple hours, you know, and, <laughs> you know, we build each other up, we pray for each other and we, you know, toss ideas back and forth, which eventually, you know, hopefully we'll be recording all of that content because we do just sit here and talk theology, things we're learning and, you know, like all this yeah. crazy stuff that we're not quite confident enough yet to start re- hit recording to, but one day we'll just say, enough's enough let's just record it all you know if you guys think this is a free-form discussion that kind of seems rambly then you should hear us when we're not on the microphone <laughs> yeah like, it's but, all really engaging stuff yeah. but i mean like i love i just love engaging in free-form dialogue like that and i know that there's audience out there for that like i know that there's i mean there's people that watch patrick you know back of me all day long like come on man like that's uh this would be like the religious version of that yeah. so well people are gonna sit around and listen to ben shapiro and five guys talk about that stuff and theology yeah yeah and there's always an app yeah. yeah we just thought that there was there needs to be more open form discussion like you, you can see it in culture people talk about all these different things they want to usually hear a specialist talk about the, the field that they're interested in but there's there's definitely a room for freeform discussion on people discussing things they're passionate about. I think that there really is a market for people who want to hear like laymen people talking about things in the church that they're really passionate about. And and I keep forgetting that I did go to college to be a youth minister and I never like actually got to pursue that in a certain way, but ministry has always been on my heart and I always thought it was not going to be traditional yeah. ministry. So I'm just pure homegrown, uneducated pastor's son. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, I, I did want to say, uh, when you were talking about the audience, how we care about the, you know, caring about the audience and stuff, it is so important to make sure that, um, I thought about the song that my audience of one, uh, to my audience of one, you are father and you are son. I can't remember the group that sang that. It's I'm not, not sure. Um, but I can't quote that off the top, it's, man. You know, great song, kind of ni- uh, early 2000s or late 90s Christian uh, song. But that that's the important thing, right? Is that, you know, this isn't like as much as we want this to be for you guys and edify you. And that's the whole point of it. Like it's to really edify Christ because we want he's our audience. And as long as we're ple- we're pleasing him, I know that this is going to benefit other people. You know, what's cool, too, about and I've always thought about this. You know, I, I think we're like we're getting close to the end times, you know, but but I don't have audio recordings of my great grandfather. I know nothing about him. Not I don't know anything. Not one thing. I don't even think I've ever seen a picture. Our, our children, if, granted, if the world keeps going for a little while longer, <laughs> this is all dialogue that our children, our great grandchildren, they can listen to it, too. You know, and this is this is stamped online forever. Yeah. You know, this this is this is legacy for other people for generations, even afterwards to be edified from this as well. So, you know, I, I think it's like, don't, don't neglect or overlook the significance of just speaking up a little bit, even, you know, we judge ourselves too much. You know, we, we look for success. I mean, even like Vlad, I was just watching their, you know, I shared that with you, you know, the, that drive for success. Like we shouldn't be driven for anything. Like God doesn't drive us that way. The only thing we should be driving out is demons. (laughs) You know, you know, we want to rest it. We want to rest in the pace of grace walking in exactly what the Lord has for us at the, at the, at the pace that he has for us and anything that we strive to do above that is outside of God's, you know, design for us. And that's where stress can come in. That's where anxiety can kind of come in when we, when we stretch ourselves too much. So we got to rest in the idea that we're doing exactly what the Lord has called us to, which he has called us to this podcast. He's recorded, you know, he's, he's called us to this, um, this channel. Uh, you know, I believe in podcasting. I think it, there's still like an open door for bigger audiences with podcasts. Podcasting has been coming, you know, it's, it's taking over. You know, there's a lot of people are, are learning that, Hey, I like listening to things when I'm driving my car and I can't watch the YouTube video every single time. So people are, you know, reaching out for different, you know, channels and avenues and, um, you know, so it's just like, you know what? The Lord can reach people. He can reach people on Spotify. And I know there's other people out there. And that's like the other thing too, right? You can get attacked like, well, someone already is talking about this stuff. There's already 500 pastors out there teaching this stuff online. But you know what? 
God created me in his image as well. And I have something unique to bring this. I have experiences and, and, uh, you know, there's only one me viewing life through my eyes and God can use that for a specific audience, specific type of people. And I hope that we connect in the future. Well, it's like, you know, you go down that route. It's like, so did we not need the apostles then since Jesus came? Like, why did they go speak the message if Jesus already spoke it? You know, yeah, you get back to that kind of ludicrous of thinking because it's like, oh, Jesus gave us all different gifts. And some of those gifts are going to be similar, right? Some people have the gifts of speaking in tongues. Some people have the gifts of prophecy. Some people have the gift of driving out demons. Like that's their calling in life. Some people have the gift of hospitality. Um, And, you know, you can say there's debate about that, like whether you have them all and, and can use them and stuff that neither here or there in this discussion. Like it's just to say that like everyone has gifts and they're going to overlap just because someone else has like a same gift as you or has spoken about the same thing as you doesn't mean that you can't speak about it because you, like you said, you have a power and authority that Jesus has given to you to speak it in the way he wants to speak through you because that other person, Billy Graham, he reached a lot of people, but he spoke differently than the guy who saved Billy Graham. And look at what that did. He said the (laughs) same things that Billy Graham said, but here comes Billy Graham. And now he was able to reach how many people more than that guy, not to say that that guy's life wasn't any, more worth Billy Graham's, but Billy Graham was able to reach a wider audience because of who he was and how God used his voice. Yeah, it's all God. Yeah. It's all God. And you know what? If if Billy Graham was in his right mind, he would say, this is just, I'm just a simple man being obedient to God. It's all God. You know, it's like, it's all about Jesus Christ. He gets to, he gets to decide where this goes, you know, and I, he calls me friend. (laughs) I'm going to try and tie this into what we're kind of on the subject of here today. But, you know, it's just like, you know, I'm Christ's friend and I want to, I want to be a good friend. And I, you know, he's my Lord. He's my savior. He's my King. He's my shepherd. (laughs) He's my God. He's my deliverer, but he's also my friend. He's my brother too. Christ is my brother. According to scripture, maybe we'll get into some of that, but you know, Before we get into that, I do also want to introduce, we have Kiefer in the studio too, and that's a long John introduction. <laughs> Was that a John introduction? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> so, uh, Kiefer, how are you doing today? I am doing well. I'm doing well. Glad to be back. Glad to be, yeah, just, you know, back in, back in the studio. Yeah, some you're... R&R last week, or was it just mainly work? Ah, both, both. It's always both. But uh, no, it was uh, just an uh, extended holiday. I guess celebrated a little later than everyone else. And my brother was in town. And then the week after that, I was, I was off in the Twin Cities. So just jumping back and forth between States, finally landing, hopefully for a while. So Mm. eating bad hot dogs. Oh yeah. 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 Being at Lambeau field last night in the zero degrees. Teams (laughs) do terrible things to terrible teams. (laughs) Get out of here. (laughs) The Vikings were there. What he said was true. Yeah. (laughs) He said terrible teams. Yeah. Doing terrible things to other terrible teams. So I just, I'm just jealous because you guys have Rogers, but so I can't help it. (laughs) (laughs) One day. It's going to be one day. So, hey, no. he's actually said that he's open to retirement after this year. Get like, out of here. Let's no, move he, on. Let's talk about Jesus I'm not, now. Yeah, I'm not saying that he's going to, but he, he did say that it's on the table. Everything's on. But that's everything. You know what's interesting about Rogers retiring? It doesn't make the Bears any better. It does make them more uh, more susceptible to having them. a winning season. Yeah. That's when the Lions go. But yes. Uh, Anyways. Yeah, we're going to transition from my uh poor love for the bears into my great love for Christ. So, (laughs) um, so we have been talking about Christ as friend. So we've talked about us being sons of God and we've talked about our, um, being righteous in, in Christ, um, being, um, free from condemnation and everything. And now we're talking about being friends in Christ. Um, and so we're going to start off with a verse from James, uh, chapter two, verse 23. Um, And the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness and he was called a friend of God. So we might have mentioned this in the last podcast, but we kind of want to go back to it. We had men's group this morning and this was kind of something that we talked about again that um, how every 
person that is considered a friend of God had done an act of, uh, of faith, and that was counted righteousness to him. And this is what Paul kind of talks about when he talks about the basically the the law not being like us not being under the condemnation of the law anymore and being under uh, Christ's righteousness and forgiveness is that because even before the law existed, the Abrahamic covenants and the Mosaic laws, Abraham had faith that was counted to him as righteousness, and because of that faith, God counted him as a friend. Um, so before Moses had the Ten Commandments, he did acts of faith for God, and it was counted as righteousness to him. You know, uh, so it. A lot of times we get, and this is where religion can sometimes cross over into getting us into religiosity. Instead of us pointing to God, we start pointing to the laws, like the Pharisees did, and start creating laws upon laws upon laws that have no merit in the system that God originally created. Like, no, you're getting even further away from like the point. So I just think this is kind of a, of a way of saying like, you know, he was called a friend of God. Um, and he was able to do acts of righteousness. Basically his faith was counted as righteousness to him. So I think that just the connotation of being called a friend of the creator of the universe in that way, you know, cause it's like, God chose Abraham, you know, he, he, he went to Abram, you know, obviously God created Abraham. God knew Abraham, God God knit him together in his mother's womb, all of that. Right. Mm -hmm. But like, here's this man walking the earth and he just comes down and, 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 (laughs) you know, makes this covenant with him. And Abraham believed he had faith. He received it. You know, he like, I'm open to this. I'm open to being humble and serving you, receiving what you have for me. And that was accounted to him as righteousness. And because of that, yeah, he's called God's friend, a friend of God. He became a friend of God. And, you know, it's just like that, that relationship between, um, like the, you know, the patriarchs of the, of the faith, you know, Abraham and then, Isaac and Jacob after that. It's just kind of cool. It's just really cool when you really look at it. And like kind of going a a step further with that. So like Abraham wouldn't have existed and couldn't have been a friend of God without God creating him. Right. And then he couldn't have been a friend or, or done that act of faith without being created and being put in a situation where God commanded him to do this. Like it all goes back to God creating him, creating him the circumstances or creating the world in which those circumstances he knew was going to happen and then commanding him to, Hey, do this. And it's, you think about that. It is kind of like a friendship because like if, if I ask you to do something for me, that's a friend asking someone else to do something for me. And if you do it for me, it shows a portion of your love for me, like how deep that love is or how deep that friendship is. You know, you're going to do more for someone you consider an actual friend and invest in that more than you would somebody you don't know. Like when I went and helped Dennis move into his apartment this past weekend and we, it was zero degrees outside. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Dennis, if you're listening. (laughs) Did he he call you? No, No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, that, so that's, that's what you do. You, you like when you're in a time of need or crisis, you call a friend. Like God is never in a time of need from us or crisis from us, but he always provides for us and wants to include us. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the great thing about God is he's so much more of a friend because he doesn't need us, but he still wants to include us. And, and that's, it's like, we have to remember that and be okay with that too. You know, it's like, you know, you get the, you, you, you get those people that are really into the whole, you know, if you get into like the really religious cycle, like there's those people out there that are just like, you know, God is, God, it's like God is sovereign, which is true, right? God is righteous. God is sovereign. Mm-hmm. Who, who am I? Well, I am a son of God. I think he called me to be that, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like we, we humble ourselves so much that we forget that we have to come boldly before the throne of grace. And, you know, like we have to remember that there's like, there's, there's this duality. He, he, he wants us to approach his throne boldly. Mm-hmm. What does that, what does that mean besides exactly what it means? 
Yeah. You know, whereas people would rather be like, I'm going to fall on my knees in, in reverence, which that's a whole different thing. You know, like, don't get me wrong, like altar calls, man. I, I, I mean, I've been on my knees bawling my eyes out many of times or just like flat on my face in tears, you know, in reverence. Yeah. Because my 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 human soul can only take so much of that glory. You know, like I am I am a man of unclean lips, you know, and there's there, you know, we have to have those routines in our lives where we surrender and we and we let go and we get purged. But <clears throat> But like God wants us to co-labor with him. He wants us to make this. He wants us, you know, like a child, like when my kid comes up with a good idea, like I know he's going to come up with that idea. But like, you know, I prompt it, you know, but imagine like Mm -hmm. like putting out the necessary tools, the necessary elements. And my kid comes out into the into the living room and he sees it all. And he was like, is this for me? And I and I go, yeah. And he just starts putting it together and building it and doing or using it or utilizing it in the way that I wanted him to. And I get to watch that. I'm like, yeah, now let's go and let's now let's go out and do it. Yeah. You know, and it's like that's how God's relationship is with us. Like we need to remember that, like, he's a good father, like. He, he cares about us. He wants to see us Mm -hmm. succeed. He, he, he puts these things in our path to watch. I think, I think he gets excited about the creativity that we come up with, you know, like seeing it fulfilled. Like I, I created it. I'm a created being of God. I'm made in his image, but I'm his friend too. You know, it's like, I don't know when I think about it with my kid and just like in that scenario, we just forget that that's also another attribute of who God is. But, you know, it's even more here because like with a, a friend, it's like he's someone that does the alongside you. you yeah. Know, too. Yeah. Like yeah. Fa- so like more kind of guides guess, you and like <clears throat> helps you, instructs you. But like as, as a friend, it's a know, little. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different angle. Yeah. You think about it like when we're kids, we look up to our parents and we get to that point. Where we're like, OK, I want to do this on my own. And then we typically do that because we start hanging out with our friends more and we start hanging out with this crew and we were like, well, I want to be more independent and stuff. And so Christ is like that. And the fact that even though we know we're not going to try to shun away from our father, like he is also that friend that we want to hang out with and do these cool, awesome things with, you know, he's, he, but it's things for the kingdom, you know. It's not like let's go smash mailboxes with a bat. Yeah, you know, like yeah, it's, yeah. It's like it's yeah. It's, let's whole, go, it's wholesome. <laughs> let's go build a new mailbox for that person who got their mailbox smashed in by this other group of friends. <laughs> yeah, <you> know, like, <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, but but God is there with us. He's the one that implants. Is smashing that. mailboxes a midwestern thing? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I know tipping cows is, so. <laughs> but I I was never a part of that. I will say I was never in that crew. I was too afraid to do that. I was too shy of a person. So, um, but yeah, I just think it's cool how in this verse, you know, it just says that, you know, Abraham believed God, he did an act of faith and he was counted righteousness to that. And then it just tacks on here and he was called a friend of God. Like you don't have to do anything to be called a friend of God, but like, man, it's like God wants to be so much more than just, Oh yeah, I I know Christ. Like I can call him on my cell phone, and if if I want to talk, you like could, no no, I literally want to live life with you. Like I want to go to the movies with you. I want to go to the grocery store with you. Like I want to be in your group of friends, like talking and eating and fellowshipping. Like I want to be a part of your life. Like that's actually that's actually an incredible profound thing too because i really just thought about it you know just like i'm i'm looking across this room at your face kiever your face josh and just like the conversations and the giddiness and the happiness and the fellowship that we have with each other like let's try and like remember to bring that to christ in our prayers you know like we can that's the thing too you know like people like I said, you know, prayer often becomes this 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 routine of a list mm-hmm. of things we need, a list of things we're struggling with, and God is sitting up there going like, ah, oh, like, oh man, like speak to me, talk to me. I can ha- like I want to know more. Like be intimate. Intimacy is important, you know. Open lines of communication. Tell him about our day. Yeah, like which he it's like we forget that it's like just because you're around, just because he sees it. It doesn't, it's not enough, you know? 
Ask him how he's. It's like, oh, he knows everything already, so I'm not going to talk to him. It's like, come on, like I know everything about my wife, but I'm not going to ignore her for weeks. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) well, that's what's kind of interesting is how many, I don't know, hats that God wears. How many different relationships he has with us. He's our father. He's our friend. We're his bride. Like it's it's all these different ways that we can look at our relationship with God depending on what we need in that time. Yeah. You know, as our faith grows, we don't need necessarily that fi- that parental, I don't know, yep. parental father-like figure. Now you need a friend in it. So you, you can grow as a, a human in Christ instead of being a child of Christ. You can grow, and now he's your friend. And then when you go into marriage or something like that, f- further down the maturity of your life, you know, it's it's all encompassing. And so he changes hats depending on how far you are in your relationship with God. Well, if you think about that too, like who do they tell you to typically marry your best friend? Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it's crazy. He's always family mm-hmm. too. So like, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, it's, and, and it is every facet of those relationships. I think I said this last podcast is it's like, well, he's the potter and I'm the clay too. They're, they're <laughs> trying to show you the most intimate relationships you have and the parts of those relationships that are the most intimate, that's how God knows you. Like in he, that's he designed, how he it. designed those things too. Yeah. Like he is the, he, he is the creator of what it means to be a brother and what the best things of being brothers is and why it's helpful, why it feels good. He knows why it feels good because he created that. Mm-hmm. He, he created that purity, like the understanding, like what the relationship can even bring, you know, like what he, he, he created the intimacies of why of marriage and he knew that it would be a refinement and it would reflect upon, you know, his marriage with Abraham or, or Jesus's covenant with the church, you know? <clears throat> well, and it also fits in a way, like if you're struggling with things, you might not go and talk to your dad that you're experiencing issues with sexuality or lust or something like that. You'll talk to your friends about that. You know, you'll talk to your spouse about certain things that you won't talk to your friends about. Yep. And so it's kind of just, I don't know, batting home the point that <laughs> yeah. he, he literally wears all these, well, not wears. I mean, he just offers different relationship points that you'll need to get through, you know, any situation, any, yeah. yeah any situation you're in. Yeah. I've often said to like relationally, I think I maybe even said this in the last episode, but just I've always, even in my prodigal years, I've always considered Christ a friend. And I wasn't walking with him. I wasn't serving him during those years, you know, and I definitely wasn't being obedient to a lot of the commands. You know, I wasn't living a life of holiness or purity, but, but Christ was always a friend to me. And he was always there in times of need. He was always there even just in those times where you're just driving in a car and you're just like, God, I haven't forgotten you. I'm just in a bad place. You know, like those, that was, it was always like that. I never was, I never hated God. I was never angry at God. My prodigal years weren't like that. You know, I always believed he was still real. It was just that he was pushed aside so far. You know, it's like you just get to a place where he's so far to the side. Like he, I know he's there and, but my mind just isn't thinking about him enough. You know, and that's why it's so important to stay in fellowship and, you know, that why the body of Christ is so important, because it is really easy to get isolated and it is really easy to just slip into seasons or patterns of of loneliness. And then, you know, sin just creeps in. And, you know, before you know it, three years goes by and you're not at church. (laughs) You know, you're not you haven't been going. That happened to me. I live that, you know. So we got to remember, like to stay intimate in that friendship and that he desires that he desires to be in your presence far more than you desire to be in his. And it, and it should be drastically the other way around. Yeah. Cause we don't understand fully. We don't grasp because of partially because of the lies of the enemy in this world, who he is, you know, we don't yeah. like, we understand, like we we've read it that, he sacrificed himself for us. I've tasted and I've seen. We haven't seen it like in ourselves. Like some people have had that vision. Yeah. You know, and we we have representation cinematically of what it was, but we haven't smelled the the horrific scene that would have been 
what you know actually being there to see the crucifixion and walk, watch him walk through the streets we we weren't there with our own eyes seeing the blood drip from his body that we wouldn't be able to tell is is human because he was beaten beyond the recognition of a man a like, friend that we lived with yeah so now imagine me I, josh how long have we known each other a year a uh, little over a year i believe over a year i don't even uh, think maybe, it's been a year no, no, it hasn't no. even been a year yet so i haven't even known you a year now so now yeah, now imagine now imagine if two more years of us spending great time together i was hauled off and then you watched me brutally murdered but i also was the messiah <laughs> and you yeah. knew that <laughs> no i'm yeah. not i'm not trying to be sacrilegious here all right i'm so just we're gonna have to cut this no <laughs> no i'm just i'm just trying to point out like yeah, the reality, yeah, yeah, yeah. the reality of what the I'm just trying to, you know, position yeah. it in that way because they were friends with him. Mm-hmm. You know, they knew he was the Messiah, but they lived together like they lived in tents. They roamed around the countryside together. The disciples learned everything from him. Think about the betrayal of Judas in that situation. It's really easy to read the Gospels in, you know, the one and a half hours, two hours that it would take if you just sat down and just read straight through, you know. But that was three years of spending all that time together. And yeah, and then imagine witnessing it. I mean, they lived it. They really saw him and they saw him physically. And Thomas put his hands in the wounds afterwards. I mean, it's. Well, if you think about it again, you go back to in every (laughs) intimate relationship. So it's not just seeing that through the eyes of your friend. If you're married, it's like your spouse who you love. If you're a father, it's like your child taken off after you spent time with them, developing them, being brutally murdered. It's like, you know, all the different facets of it. It'd be like your father being dragged off, like because he is all those things to us. Mm-hmm. And so it's like whoever that deepest relationship you have on earth with somebody is, that's like that person being dragged off. So if you can't. Like, cause when you said that, that, you know, that hit me because it's like, you know, yeah, I haven't even known you for a year and we've, God has forged this great friendship between us. And same with you, Kiefer, I've probably known you for like four months and like, you know, I've, I feel like I've known you guys for my whole life. Like I haven't had a friend, <laughs> so I don't know what this is, this isn't a pity party, but this is just to show an example is that like me and my wife have moved around for a while you know, before we settled here Mm, in Eau Claire and before we got to harvest time, you know, me and her haven't really had any friends since like, I hadn't had a friend really since I lived back in Indiana. Um, and those were friendships I forged like long time ago. And I still have some of those friendships, but like, I'm talking about actual friendships, not acquaintances and stuff. And so to come here and within like, the first couple years of coming to this church. Cause I lived in Eau Claire for a couple years before coming to harvest time, about two or three years. And God led us to this church. All that time wasted, man. Yeah, I know, but I was like, didn't know me yet, but it's, it's (laughs) just, just, you know, these are the small things that I do look back on because I remember God saying that in, in this, in the parking lot of the church, I didn't want to come to. Then we go inside and within the first two minutes, me and my wife both look at each other and go, we need to be here. And then we didn't know exactly why, but I forged some friendships or acquaintanceships. And then all of a sudden, two and a half years into going here, a men's group opens up and I meet you and I meet Mark. And then I meet some other good men and I meet Kiefer and like God just forges through this podcast and stuff. Dude. It's amazing. Dude, I've been praying. I've been praying for years. I mean, even like, you know, um, for the listeners, I'm a double prodigal. Like I've talked about this. Like I've, I've came back got like baptized in the Holy spirit and had like a really amazing, crazy year with the Lord, two years with the Lord back eight years ago, you know, but then I went through a second kind of prodigal season where I just drifted again, but I didn't have any friends. Like I, 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 there was people in the church, people I was close to and actually, you know, one of those guys, I, I went and talked to him a couple, you know, like six months ago or something like that. And I just told him, I was like, you know, I felt like I really needed more, you know, no one texted me, no one, no one reached out. And I'm not trying to say it. I was, I was like, I'm not here to do a pity party. I was like, I, I literally was thinking that in my prodigal years and, and I heard the Lord say, I want you to be that person. 
to make sure that people don't drift away. Like he's not a shepherd. I want you to be a shepherd in that way. And you know, like, so like the Lord was still communicating to me, even in my, even in those years of, of drifting away and being lukewarm. And, but I I really want to get to this other verse here, you know, James four, four, you had listed you adulterous people. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. And man, that's kind of, that's kind of an intense language for you to throw that verse down here for tonight. But I mean, it is like, you know, it it, it is one of those things that we have to remember when we drift in this way, because I'm talking about drifting, you know, like our flesh is naturally going to want to do that. You know, we are the spirits willing, but the flesh is weak. And, you know, if we're not being filled with the word, if we're not surrounding ourselves with the body of Christ, like there's a reason why there's gifts given to the body for the body and the, and, and why it's important to get together and and do life together. And that's, what's so amazing too. Cause I was praying for so long for close Christian friends. I just didn't have it, you know, this year, 2021, man, if there's one thing I could really stamp on 2021, it was probably like one of the most exciting years for me to get friends. I mean, Kiefer, you came to faith. I baptized you in the river. Like, that's cool. You know, after how many years since Stout, we reconnect, we spend a few years. Yeah, you know, we're pretty close. We've been close for a few years now, but it's really cool to have that next layer of intimacy where, you know, because you can go deeper. You know, it's so important to have friends and we just, we just got to remember that. Well, it's kind of crazy that you, you say that cause <clears throat> you too, Josh, I mean, 2021, yeah. like I met you in 2021. When, when people talk about friendship, I think <clears throat> they, they think like TikTok followers, they think like people who like stuff on Facebook mm-hmm. and before Facebook and all this stuff happened, you know, I, I always used to get sad that because we all want acceptance, right? We want to, we want to be accepted by people, but we got to put it in the right place, which is our acceptance comes through Christ because then we can truly accept ourselves for who we are in Christ. But that journey has, has taken me through a lot. I've always wanted people who are true friends, you know, people who want to go deep, people who won't judge you, people who will be there in the darkness. And like you, John, I looked for people like that. I kind of felt like I was that person trying to get people to always yep. do things, to join into things. And it, it sours you when like, you're like, hey, let's go see a movie. And you got like 12 people who are like, yeah, sure. And then like no one shows up <laughs> hour beforehand. Hey, dude, this just came up. Yeah, I got another friend that wants to do, like literally people tell you. Oh, yeah, I I had a friend that wanted to go do this, so I'm going to go do this. It's like they think that that's like a valid excuse. And you're like, do you realize that what you just told me is like whether he's a better friend or not, you just validated someone else over me. Like, Mm. you know, like not that like I'm saying that. Yeah, I can have a deeper friend, but it's like you're, you're thinking that that's a valid excuse to basically what you're telling me is you'll never do something with me. Like you're always going to have some excuse to never do something. with Yeah. Me. And, and, and after a while you're just like, no, I, I want true friends. So I got to a point where I'm like, I'm going to start doing things. And then I'm going to say, if you want to join me, then you can come along with this. Yeah. And what I found is a lot of people drop by the wayside then, because what they're looking for is they want someone to come along and do the things they want to do. They don't necessarily want to invest in what you want to do. Yeah. So it's friendship to, is yeah. sacrifice. I mean, it's interesting when you were saying that too, all I could think about, imagine you being Christ in that situation. Christ deeply wants to be friends with us deeply, mm-hmm. intimately, like a husband and a wife intimate. And I want, he wants to do things with us. And we're always choosing the other thing yet. He's going to keep pursuing us. He's going to keep coming after us. He's going to keep, he's going to keep encouraging us and pouring his spirit into us and forgiving us. And you know, all these things and God, you are so good. I, I just, I can't even not just speak directly to you right now in this moment. You are, you are so good. We do not deserve you, but I thank you for who you are. God, we are, it's just, we all do this. 
you know, Father, just forgive us for that. Help us, help us move into uh, just a posture of heart right now to just not reject you to not reject you to desire to desire the things that you desire. (laughs) You know, it's amazing too is those things. You know, if we actually chose the things that Jesus wanted to do, we would be happier. We'd be more content. We'd be more fulfilled. Um, and you know, yet we still choose the other thing often, too often, even myself, you know, I'm working, I'm trying to work, I'm working in ministry full time and you know, it's, it's easy to get caught up in the working for God and, and not spending that alone time with him, that much needed alone time with him. Cause it's not about working for him. It's about being close with him. You know, we can prophesy his name, cast out demons in his name and and still not know him, you know? So like knowing him and being intimate with him is the most important thing. That's what he desires. And out of that overflows the natural want to minister to others, which I do, you know, I love ministering to people like deliverance, you know, working and delivering. It's so exciting because, you know, it's just setting people free. It's getting people into that position to just be like, man, Christ is my friend. Christ really is here. He really does love me. Well, there's also the point too, is like, you know, talking about getting along with Christ. Like a lot of people think that means, okay, I need to get into my Bible. And it's like, I'm not saying don't get into your Bible, but a lot of times we just automatically associate that with quiet time. It's like, no, 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 because you'll start reading your Bible and you'll be like, man, I need to go deeper with Christ. That's a good thing because what he's trying to do is bring you even deeper than the word because he wants you to get in the word, which is Jesus Christ. Like he wants you to talk to him. He wants you to spend him time. And this is the hard part for me is like, I know that I need to sit and listen with God. Like I talk at God a lot, but I need to let him talk to me. You know, I need to listen to God sometimes. And that's a hard thing for me. It's hard to just sit and listen and like, he's my friend, though. Like, I have no problem sitting and talking and listening to you guys. Sometimes it is because, like, I can audibly hear you guys. And, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's easier. Um, but I think that that's part of it. Like, it's it's the seeking through the trial of asking God, hey, I want to hear you. It's like, well, how much do you want to hear me? Are you How much time are you going to give me? And not that there's, like, a certain limit where God's going to say, okay, if I give him 10 minutes, he's going to speak to me. Unless he's literally talked to you about that, like, or shown you that, um, or how he operates with you. But I'm just saying, like, that's the point we need to get into because a lot of times we can make that religious. We yep. can say, like, I have to read a Bible. Like, it's it's good to have disciplines. Yep, it's good to pour, it's yeah. good to eat some bread, force like force some carbs down. It, it's good to take of communion as long as you're keeping the right perspective on it. It's good to read your scripture as long as you're like. There, how many people are out there that know scripture and use scripture for completely wrong ways? Yep. How many Christians out there are using demonic modes of transmitting scripture to other people? How many times do we have fathers in the church uh, like that will out of like a want to do good for Christ? They quote the wrong scripture at the wrong time. Yeah. For somebody, you know. So again, this isn't this isn't like saying don't read your Bible or anything. Obviously, I want to encourage you to read your Bible. What this is saying is it's got to be. We un- talk about intimacy of God. We're talking about like actual intimacy. We're talking about talking about nitty gritty stuff. When we tell you to say to, to talk to Jesus about your day and stuff, we're not just saying like go do it. Yeah, we're not just <laughs> saying like oh I went to the mail today and I got this. We're saying no, like I had these thoughts. And they were awful thoughts. And I know that you're not calling me to, to this, God. Like, but what are you calling me to? Like, how's your day going, God? Like, have you ever asked, like, like what God's looking for, what he's doing? And, like, this, this is stuff that I struggle with. Like, I'm thinking right now, man, how many times have I just been like, you know, God, like, are, are you hurting right now, God? What is your heartbreak for today? Yeah. Like, what, what, are you, what are you hurting for today, God? Because he is. He hurts for us. Like, his heart breaks for those people who are going to hell. He wants them saved. They're his children. They're not his children because they belong to Satan, but they're his created. They're meant to be his children. So, like, it, it's like, you know, God, what, what's your pains? Can I help with that? 
Can I be your co-laborer and helping with your pain? Obviously, God's the one who created us, so it's like he's self-sufficient. He doesn't need us, but man, he chose. He he he's self-sufficient. And he created us, but he chose to do it in this way. Yeah. That you know, Christ being that firstborn of creation, not saying that Jesus was ever truly born. He's but he's forever and always present. But it's like he became a man. Like that was always going to be the plan. That was always going to be the plan. Jesus Christ comes as a man. The, if you're gonna, if you want to be first in this kingdom, you have to become last. That's what Christ literally did, mm-hmm. right? So now he's first, but he also allows us to come into that same union with him. John 17, you know, that same union with father and son. <clears throat> and he died stealing the keys of grave, or, you know, of the grave in Hades. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he dismantled and stripped Satan of the control that he had by making that payment to the law. I mean, this is the gospel, right? But he left and sent his comforter, sent the help or sent the, his Holy Spirit to dwell within us. And it's no longer us now, but Christ. And he has given us all power. He has given us all authority in Jesus name. And you know, we're, (laughs) he wants us operating the way he operated when he was on earth. That's what he wants. We walk around earth like wet mops all the time. Yeah, You know, we're just getting everything wet and disgusting. And just like, it's like, no man, he's, Called us the shine. Yeah, you're like <laughs> we're like fumbling around too. We're always we're always wrestling with that one demon, you know, yeah. when we should be casting them all out around us. We're not called to be a mist. We're called to be a downpour, you know, like he, yeah. he, you know, he's but you know, going into the next verse here, um, Proverbs twenty seven, verses five through six. Better is an open rebuke than hidden love. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, profuse are the kisses of an enemy. And so, like, these are kind of, um, you know, contrast verses to what a friend isn't and what a friend is. You know, we talked about in the last one how if you're a friend of God, in contrast, that makes you an enemy of the world. You can't be a friend of both mammon and money or God, you know, mammon and God. Um, So here it's saying that, like, you know, we we think of friends as just nicey-nice people. And we see this in culture right now, right? live your truth. Like this is like your life is like your own experience and no one else can tell you how to live. And that's not really a friend like that. That's someone who's just like you do you and I'll do me and we'll see where we end up. But a friend's going to tell you, no, if you get drunk tonight, you could kill somebody on the road. Like I will drive you home. Like a friend is someone who's going to tell you, no, you can't punch your kid in the face. Like that is a bad thing. I mean, you shouldn't need a friend to tell you that, but sometimes you do, you know, I'm just saying like, sometimes we do need friends to come alongside and say, Hey bud, like in a loving manner, like I need you to understand that I'm trying to come at this in the most like loving way possible, but I don't think this is a good way to approach us. Well, it's like, what is hidden love Mm. too? I mean, that's cause that's the contrast of it. You know, better is an open rebuke. You know, I'm going to rebuke. You know, it's better is an open rebuke than hidden love. I mean, it's better to like literally openly rebuke someone um, than to hide your love from them. And in in some ways, rebuking them is love. Like you were saying, like that's an action of love too. faithful are the wounds of a friend. And profuse are the kisses of an enemy. I mean, that's like. It, that it's really that's really interesting too because profuse I mean that's like alluding to Judas right there. <clears throat> yeah. Profuse are the kisses of an enemy. Judas betrayed Jesus with a kiss. Yeah. Yeah. It it's and it's like, like profuse, it, right? It's it's like constantly they're lavishing you in what you want to hear. Whenever we have someone speaking into our ear like they did the emperors. You are God. You're not, you know, like, like they would usually have someone there to tell them they weren't God because they thought themselves as gods. And there would be a guy whispering in there saying, you are not God. Remember that to just humble themselves just a little bit, but you always had people around them telling them they were gods and they worshiped, worshiped them as gods. Um, 
And so we need that reminder sometimes from a friend. And it doesn't really take much if you can be somewhat humble a little bit. <laughs> you can see your daily failings that, um, you know, you need encouragement from people. But again, we got to remember as the church, when this says an open rebuke is better than hidden love, this isn't just saying go out and rebuke people. This is saying, no, it's rather you say something than not, but we should aim to do it in love. Like we have to try to get to the point where, like I said, we can come along and say like, dude, buddy, I, I know that you're all on board for this, but I got to say, I don't think this is right. But you also have to be open that you may not be right in that correction too. This may be something that, you know, for this person, there's always that balance. It's always in context. It's always what's going on. But I think if we approach things that way, you know, I've had things friends have said off the cuff that I'm like, nah, I don't think that's for me. But you know what? I still know that they love me. It's so hard to do though. And it's so hard to go out and at least for me, try to correct somebody because the first thing that comes up is the enemy always wants to say your own plank, your own plank, you know? Um, but I try to approach it as, Hey, I know I struggle with this too, but man, we can't just sit here and say like, you know, for example, like pornography is okay or justify it. No, it's still wrong. Just because I'm forgiven of it doesn't mean that it's okay to do it. It's still wrong. But God loves you and he wants to get you out of that. Yeah. And our culture has such a hard time with that. It's either or, you know, it's so much far to one side. Our culture right now is saying, again, live your own truth. If God has created you this way, that's who you are. Live it out. But it's like. Yeah, but he didn't create us that way. He died died on the cross to break us out of the bondage that we were actually born into. That's what the gospel is, you know. But. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just interesting too. like it's just like looking at it from like that angle of the friend, too. It's like like we have to view God in that way, too. He is a friend. He is looking out for us. He's not the he's not the father who's going to necessarily ground you when you get home a minute late. Like when you look at it from the angle of the friend. Like I, I. it's so, go, you dumb is dumb. it so is it so counter <laughs> is it so countercultural? I mean, like, do we have like when I'm when I'm saying this out loud, it, it's just like, do we have these friends in our lives? Like, that's the thing. Like, do I have a friend in my life who will openly rebuke me? Yeah, I do. I have Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you know what I mean, though? Like, if you don't have a friend who's doing that to you, man, find one. We need to we need to go deeper, especially in you know, Christians like we're like listening to this, like more open persecution is coming to the church, like real hard times are coming. You think it's hard now. It's Mm going to get harder, whether it's 50 years from now, a hundred years from now, whatever it is, you know, unless we imagine, you know, unless we, unless like the full pre-trib reappulation truly does happen. But I think that there is real persecution coming Mm -hmm. to the American church. And, um, we need friends around us, you know, especially if we're in ministry, like if we're actually like, we got to get out of the, we got to break free from this lukewarmness. We have to be able to share the gospel. It's tough guys. It's tough. I'm telling you it's hard. Okay. But when you're actively serving ministry, like it's almost, it's impossible to do that alone. Like you need people around you. You need your friends around you. And that's, you know, do we have friends like that guys? Do you have friends like that? Pray, be in prayer about that just because, You know, God created the body of Christ for a purpose. He wants you to have friends around you to help build you up and edify you and represent that characteristic of who God is. I will say, um, I do believe that I wouldn't call it rebuking, but we've had conversations where we've talked about things um, that we will say necessarily disagree on, but we're trying to talk about how to navigate different theologies and stuff. Cause we kind of like to go about this mode where we're trying to, necessarily strip everything to like Heiser likes to say the naked Bible, like to where if we got rid of creeds and doctrines and all this stuff, and we literally just focus on what the scriptures say and what they speak, like, what does that say to you in its context and everything? So when we talk about things about the Trinity and stuff, you know, I think that we have had those conversations where it's been like loving conversations on maybe sometimes correcting things yeah we didn't need other. we didn't need to rebuke each yeah. other we're in agreement yeah you know because we're, we're in agreement and the things that are stronger than yep. our religiosity things which is the bond of christ 
And and I think that's what I'm saying is like, you know, you don't have to have an open rebuke necessarily. Though there's going to be points for that. But a lot of times people like to take that and the the example of the the rebukes that the prophets did out of the hardness of their hearts and say that's the model we should go after instead of saying, "Oh, well, how did Jesus do it?" Like he only used that for certain people at certain times. And it was usually the religious people that were rebuking other people consistently. Like, so if you're in the mode of constantly, you are a heretic, you are wrong. Like, no, you need to follow the the exact way that I believe in Christianity and stuff like that. Like, then you might want to take a step back and look at that. Like, I'm not telling you to deconstruct your faith or anything like that, but that's an example that Christ shows us is that his open rebukes were left for the people that called him the heretic, that called him a son of the devil, that called him like a guy that wasn't doing things of the church because he healed on the Sabbath. My word, man. What an, yeah. evil, what an evil guy, right? <laughs> like, you know, because he spoke the scriptures in a in a convicting way because he spoke truth to the heart of those who needed to hear it most but wouldn't accept it. Like, that's what we're talking about when we, you know, like people like to look at that stuff and say, ah, it means I need to go out and hunt for this stuff. And it's like, no, no, you need to love. And when those situations come upon you, there will be times where you need to have an open rebuke. And God, I think, will put that on your heart. But always choose the love and the compassion and the mercy that Christ has. To, to, to do that, right? We're not supposed to lord things over people. So we have the power of Christ, right? But we don't lord that over people. Don't say, woe is you because you don't believe like I do because you don't have the faith as I do, ye little faith man. Like, <laughs> no, like, like, no, we just point them to Jesus. Like, Jesus is the way. We encourage them. We say, hey, man, like, look, Jesus said, if you have little faith, you're going to see little things. But if you have great faith, you're going to have great things. Like, let me encourage you in that. Amen. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I know we still got um, more here to talk about in front of Christ. And I think, uh, man, the next couple of scriptures are really good. <laughs> Not that the last ones weren't, but uh, we got some good ones coming up again. We just want to say, man, our, the hour flies when we start talking about scripture and stuff. Um, so just want to say thank you again for listening. Hit the like and share button. Um, Smash it. Yeah. Is there any <laughs> final thoughts, any kind of challenges or anything? I know, John, you kind of talked about like getting our minds around the intimacy of our relationship with Christ. Like, Yeah, I feel like the Holy Spirit was really moving there. So I'll just let him deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Just, yeah, I just, yeah, just reflect upon that. Just the, 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 how much he loves you and how much he wants to just be a part of everything that you do. And let's not forget he's there. You know, he's, he's in the room with you. He's in you. He dwells with you. He desires, you know, to walk with you, to see you um, succeed in the things of him. So be better friends. Yeah. <laughs> be better friends. Yeah. Yeah, be better it's friends. It's never a bad thing. You know, no. be a better yeah. friend with God. Be a better friend to your neighbor. You know, it's, mm. especially, if you, especially now. Yeah. People need it so bad. We're if starving you, for it. Yeah. If you want to be better with other people, you got to get that friendship tight with Jesus because that's where it stems from. Otherwise, you're doing it from your own power and then. You know, yeah, you're, yeah, you're not racking up no reward when you do everything in your own power. Speaking of, like mm-hmm. we said, if you have any prayers or any requests, you know, we have a Facebook page. Let us know. Um, we want to hear from you. We want to pray for our friends in Christ. Um, also, you can reach John at John Vandaloo for his TikTok handle. Um, again, I have the 12 uh, Stones Media Ministry handle. Um so if, and then we also have, I'll plug Dennis. I know John has mentioned his name, but, uh, Dennis Andros has a TikTok as well. I think it's at Dennis Andros. Um, him and John do deliverance videos. Um, you can see some videos for yourself. You're going to see a lot of weird comments under there about how fake it is and how you guys get paid for stuff, but it's drastically uh, different than this format. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's um, a whole different thing. Really intense. It's all about like casting out demons and really healing people from traumas Spir- and yeah, stuff. Like, spiritual warfare, spiritual yeah. gifts, miracles so, are for today and that type of stuff. So yeah, if you're interested in that stuff, if you want some teachings on that, you can check them out or, you know, we'll even plug Isaiah again. I know we, we kind of plug them by Isaiah Saldivar, Alex Pagani, Mike Signorelli, Vlad Savchuk, 
uh, or the Demon Slayers, as I think they call themselves. Uh, they have some great stuff. Um, you know, I think Derek Prince is like one of the fathers of deliverance ministry in like the modern times. So, um, but yeah, just want to say thank you um, and God bless. Yeah, God bless. Have a great one. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode. If you've enjoyed it, please click the like and share buttons on whichever platform you're on. And you can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We hope that you had a good time and hope the conversation brought some joy into your life. Have a blessed day and join us next time on the Heart of the Matter podcast.